This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime, from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to Crime and Coffee. I'm your host, Larry Lease, and today we're diving into the latest headlines from around true crime. Of course, give us a thumbs up if you like your video, hit that subscribe button. Without further ado, let's dive into today's first topic. There's been new evidence that was discovered that could link a person of interest to the infamous D.B. Cooper. Investigators are one step closer to uncovering the identity of infamous plane hijacker D.B. Cooper after new evidence came to light. History's Greatest Mysteries star Eric Kulis, who is an expert at investigating crimes that took place in the past, shared with Fox News that a microscopic metal fragment found on Cooper's tie has led him to a theory of who the famed plane hijacker could be. Cooper is known for threatening to blow up a commercial jet from going from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington in 1971 before leaping into the night with a parachute of $200,000. While his identity has never been discovered, he did leave behind a clip-on tie on his seat on the airplane, which several investigators have used as a starter clue. The investigator told Fox News that the scientists have, quote, applied these sticky stubs to the tie, which was likely purchased at a J.C. Penney around the Christmas season in 1964 for $1.49. So far, scientists have pulled more than 100,000 particles from the clothing item. According to uh, Ulysses, you apply modern state-of-the-art technology to it, things they didn't have back in 1971 when this occurred, and it tells a story. He said he was able to trace three of the fragments, which were partly made up of stainless steel and titanium, found on the tie using U.S. patents, which led him to a Pennsylvania plant called Crucible Steel. They described the company as a significant subcontractor throughout the 1960s, that supplied the lion's share of titanium and stainless steel for Boeing's aircrafts. Ulysses told Fox News that if Cooper worked at Crucible Steel, he would have extensive knowledge of the plane he hijacked, a Boeing 727 aircraft, along with knowledge of the Seattle location where Crucible Steel workers often travel to for business as Boeing was their contractor. He also noted that Boeing had a significant downturn in 1971 when the hijacking occurred, and that it's reasonable to deduce that D.B. Cooper may have been part of that downturn. The investigator and researcher told the outlet that he believed these findings point to the company's titanium research engineer, Vince Peterson, who died in 2002, as the real identity of D.B. Cooper. And now our next major story. 
A woman got 26 years for helping kill her mother in Bali and stuffing her body inside a suitcase. An American woman pleaded guilty to helping kill her own mother and stuffing the body in a suitcase during a luxury vacation in Bali and was sentenced Wednesday in Chicago to 26 years in prison. Federal prosecutors recommended a 28-year prison sentence for Heather Mack for conspiring with her boyfriend to kill Sheila Von Wiesmack in 2014. Mack's attorney, Michael Leonard, said he expects Mack will be locked up for roughly 20 years, including good behavior credits available to all federal prisoners. His estimate also accounts for the judge giving Mack credit for the two-plus years she spent in custody in Chicago after completing a jail term in Indonesia. She was eventually deported to the U.S. in 2021. Before her sentence was read, Mack apologized to her mother's brother and sister through tears. Saying, quote, it breaks my heart hearing you cry, she told Debbie Curran, her aunt and Wiesmack's sister, who had audibly sobbed as her daughter read a victim impact statement on Curran's behalf. There's no excuse for trying to harm her. I miss and love my mother. The government wanted Mac to get five years of supervised release, a $250,000 fine, and restitution of $262,708. In a filing last week, prosecutors said the recommended sentence was warranted and sufficient, but not greater than necessary to serve a just and appropriate punishment for Mac's heinous crime. The sentencing hearing began Wednesday morning with testimony from Bill Wees, Wees Mac's brother and Mac's uncle. He asked Judge Matthew Kennelly to impose the maximum sentence possible, saying Mac has never shown remorse. If it up were up to me, Heather would spend the rest of her life behind bars. Mac, who wore an orange jumpsuit, orange slip-on shoes, and glasses, remained mostly impassive as her uncle spoke, occasionally looking at attendees and giving small smiles to some. Mac pleaded guilty last June to one count of conspiring to kill Von Weiss Mac with her then-boyfriend to gain access to a $1.5 million trust fund. Prosecutors have said Mac, then 18 and pregnant at the time, covered her mother's mouth while Tommy Schaefer bludgeoned Weiss Mac with a fruit bowl in a hotel room. Prosecutors said Mac and Schaefer had planned the killing for months, and that video evidence showed the couple trying to get the small suitcase containing Wiesmack's body into an Indonesian taxi cab. This was a brutal, premeditated crime, uh, Kennelly said before sentencing Mac. He also ordered her to pay $262,000 in restitution and a $50,000 fine. Mac, who lived with her mother in suburban Chicago's Oak Park, served seven years of her 10-year Indonesian sentence for her 2015 conviction of being an accessory to Weiss Mac's murder. Mac was deported in 2021, and her then six-year-old daughter was with her when she was arrested on arrival at Chicago O'Hare's International Airport. The girl was placed with a relative after a custody fight. Mac's lawyers sought a 15-year prison term, but with credit for her seven years in the Indonesian prison. Schaefer was convicted of murder and is serving an 18-year sentence in Indonesia. He is charged in the same in in the, in the same U.S. indictment, and his mother, Kia Walker, was in the courtroom Wednesday for Max sentencing. And now on to our next topic, probably one of the biggest headlines of all. The L.A. Innocence Project is taking up Scott Peterson's case, um, saying that new evidence supports the claim that he didn't kill his wife. Scott Peterson's conviction in the 2002 murder of his pregnant wife, Lacey Peterson, and their unborn son is now being investigated by the L.A. Innocence Project. 
a nonprofit organization known for their work to exonerate wrongly convicted and incarcerated individuals, has said in a statement that they represent Scott now and are investigating his claim of actual innocence. Lacey Peterson was 27 and was eight months pregnant with their son, Connor, when she vanished on Christmas Eve in 2002, just five years after she and Scott had married. While Scott initially helped look for her, it soon came out that he had been having an affair and he was made the prime suspect. Four months later, Lacey's body was found in San Francisco Bay, just a mile away from where unborn baby's body was found. Scott, who is now 51, was convicted of two counts of first-degree murder in 2004 and sentenced to death row in 2005. He remained there for about 15 years. But in 2020, Scott scored two major legal victories in 2020. The first victory was in August when he was given the chance to face a new penalty phase trial after his death penalty sentence was overturned by the California Supreme Court, who cited jury selection errors by the trial judge. The second victory came in October when the California Supreme Court ruled that a, lawyer, that a lower court should take a second look at his case to determine whether his guilty verdict should be overturned. In court in 2021, Scott's death sentence was officially vacated, resentencing him to life in prison. The following year, a San Mateo County Superior Court judge denied Peterson's bid for a new trial. Now, the LA Innocence Project is seeking new evidence in Scott's original trial, saying that Peterson's state and federal constitutional rights were violated. Filings entered and first obtained by uh, people say that new evidence now supports Mr. Peterson's long-standing claim of innocence and raises many questions into who abducted and killed Lacey and Connor Peterson. Attorneys for the organization are quoting updated witness statements which point to multiple areas of interest, including a 2002 burglary of a Modesto home across the street from the Petersons. Scott's attorneys have previously argued his wife was, quit, was killed after she witnessed a man breaking into the neighbor's house during a dog walk while Scott was on a solo fishing trip Christmas Eve. The LA Innocence Project are also hoping to conduct new DNA testing on a bloodstained mattress found on Christmas Day in a burned-out orange van discovered nearby. The investigation, they say, will determine if the item contained Lacey's blood, which could be argued links her back to the burglars. Other evidence being sought by the LA Innocence Project, according to the filings, include dozens of items unable to be found, quote, after a thorough search of trial files from his prior counsel. Scott's family has long believed his claim of innocence and supported his efforts for freedom. There's no forensic evidence. There's no timeline to this crime. His sister-in-law, Janie Peterson, said uh, three years ago, saying, quote, Scott Peterson is innocent, and we are now trying to reverse that. Uh, Scott's defense attorney, Pat Harris, says, quote, we are very excited to have the incredible attorneys at the L.A. Innocence Project lend their considerable expertise to helping prove Scott Peterson's innocence. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below on the topics we covered. Do you think we've um, finally know who D.B. Cooper was? And do you think Scott Peterson is innocent? For me, after seeing the whole trial unfold and whatnot, because that's, I would say his trial was probably like one of the first that I paid attention to, but... I think he kind of did it. I think they're just kind of, he's trying to find a way out of prison, but I'm pretty sure he did it. 
And of course, if you want to support the channel, give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring a new host, take this show on the road. And before we say goodbye, we'd like to remind you about our sponsor, Birch Gold. Are you looking for a safe and secure way to protect your savings? Let me introduce you to Birch Gold, a leader in gold and precious metal investments. Birch Gold uh, specializes in helping people like you diversify their portfolios with gold, silver, platinum. In today's unpredictable economic climate, it's more important than ever to have a portion of your wealth and tangible assets. Birch Gold's team of experienced professionals provides personalized service, ensuring you make informed decisions about your investments. They guide you through every step from purchasing to secure storage, making the process simple and stress-free. Take control of your financial future with Birch Gold Group. Visit their website, use the link in the description, and you can uh, sign up for a free info kit. Check them out today and secure your tomorrow with Birch Gold Group. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps.